Welcome back to another Beach Cop Detectives interview with the writers, cast, and crew of Terriers. This time out, we're talking to Kimberly Quinn, who played Gretchen on Terriers. In this interview, we talk about how she came to the show, her chemistry with Donal Lowe, the hardest scene she had to do, and a whole lot more. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Kimberly Quinn, Gretchen on Terriers. I am talking today with Kimberly Quinn, who played Gretchen on Terriers. Kim, good to talk to you. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. So I like to start these interviews with, with the same basic question, which is, six years down the road, can you tell me some of your thoughts and memories on working on Terriers? Oh, my gosh. Well, so many. You know, working on it was such a beautiful, crazy, intense time. A week before I got the audition, my dad... Well, my dad didn't pass away the week before, but we had to had to come home from his funeral. And I got the audition and I said, you know, I'm not going to go. I, I'm just not feeling well. And then just something inside of me was like, you know what? Go. It'll get your mind off things. And, you know. And so I went and there was Donal reading with all of us, which is always a pleasure to read with another actor. And I just... Ironically, you know, everything that I was going through emotionally were basically kind of the same things that Gretchen was going through with Hank. And it was a tragic love story, so to speak, and wanting to be with someone and you couldn't because of the things that just come about during life. But Ted Griffin's writing was so amazing. I mean, you just had to sit down and open your mouth and these words just were so impactful. And sitting with Donal, I, I, sometimes I think between him and I, sometimes I think the silences were almost more powerful than the words. We just had this connection. We had this, it, it was like sitting with someone that you've known forever and you just feel comfortable. And that doesn't always happen when you actually just sit down with someone for the first time in your life, which allowed such an amazing freedom. I mean, I can't speak more highly of Donal and his generosity, I should say, as an actor. You know, he's so present. I think he's the most present actor I've ever worked with in my life. And I don't know. I could keep going. So you should interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> well... When I, when I watch Donald, especially when he's, when he's with you, every scene that he's in, when he's playing against you, he has this heartbreak in his eyes, no matter what he's saying, right? if, he, if, he's, if he's playing it light. Yes. And Gretchen has sort of the same thing, but what she yes. had was sort of a, it's not pity, yes. but it's like a, it's like a, she just, she just wants him to get back on his feet. How did you get your, into that headspace where that was, that was always in your performance, no matter what was coming through? Well, it was just so sad. You know, the circumstance was so sad for me and playing a role where, you absolutely love this person with every ounce of your fiber and know that you're supposed to be together, but you have this thing wedged between us, whether it be the alcohol or his crazy mindset. And so I had this sadness as well, but I also had this pity of like, I just knew true essence. Gretchen knew who he was and wanted that person back. And you could see all the turmoil that was going on in his life, and she had no control over it. And it was sad. You said something that I think was interesting, was that Gretchen wanted 
Hank back, but at the end of the end of the show, when I got to this point, we talked about this when we were reviewing the final episode. That we don't know that Hank and Gretchen. Do you think they ever could have gotten back together? Was there too much water on the bridge if if they had come together at that point? You know, I don't know. But the thing is, for me and hopefully the audience, is like it was. It was for Gretchen. It was a tragic love story. You saw an episode, I think it was two or three, it was such a beautiful scene between them in the house when they moved in together. And they were so in love. And the characters then had such a way to go. You know, there was such a journey to go on because for me as playing Gretchen and hopefully for the audience, you know, you go, are they ever going to get back to that? They had that. Can they get it back? Right. And so... For me, playing Gretchen, I don't know if they were ever going to get back together, but I do know playing her, I do know what they had. And when you have something like that, you hope that that magic element can, you know, manifest itself again in your life somewhere. We discussed also that Gretchen, she mirrors Hank's art because Hank starts in a very dark, you know, sort of the very bottom. He's he's not quite a rock bottom because he's not drinking anymore. He's on his road to recovery, but he's sort of lost everything. Yeah. And Gretchen has everything. She's got a new love and she's got a you know, this beautiful house and a career and all these things. And by the end, she's kind of lost everything. Yeah. How was that to play as an arc? Well, you know, as an actor, you just try to, I, I try to get every script and just be as in the moment as possible and not read too far into the future or too far into the past and really just play that moment as honestly as I can. And so when, yeah, I ended up kind of losing everything just like he had. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to dig too deep into that other than we were, you know, basically, like you said, mirroring each other. And in that same element, going back to, are they made for each other? You know, it was so complex that I think that's what was so intriguing. You know, there was just, there, there weren't any answers. And it just kept it open to any possibility. I don't know if this kind of thing is in your head. If you're, you know, if you're, as you say, you're getting the scripts and going along. But did you do any work in your head on the character? We we don't never find out what Gretchen does for a living. We get little hints. But did you have a notion what she might have done for a job? Oh yeah, I knew what she did, but I can't tell you in case we go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just mean. Years, eight years later. No. Um, you know, I think she dabbled in, in real estate on, on some level. I think she, I, I don't, I don't know if she ever was that career girl. I think she was almost, again, mirroring Hank in a way where it was like, she kind of was that free spirit artist thing that just kind of like, well, this will work right now. I don't know. She was not a career girl. That's for sure. Right. She definitely found things that made her money and kept her on track. Unlike, you know. Well, Hank found things too, but it was just different. We saw her office at one point, and she had there was environmental posters and all that kind of thing. And I almost had in my head that she was an environmental activist of some kind, which yeah. again mirrors Hank, and that Hank is the guy who's sort of helping out the downtrodden and tilting at windmills and fighting for the environment is such is some same kind of noble fits right in with like trying to protect Ocean Beach and a larger element. And I wonder if that might have something to do with it. Well, I think she did that job. I mean, in my mind, I, I go back to the real estate thing. Like I created a bunch of different things, but then when the script came along, it was like, Oh, I'm an environmental agent. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think that empowered her to not only fight for things in the environment, but also herself. And I think that's what gave her the edge to kind of like 
battle her demons with Hank. And it was nice to see Hank coming into her office to kind of set the record straight, whatever was going on in his life. And, uh, you, you know, it gave him an opportunity to come together once again. So I just think that instilled a lot of passion and power and, and bravery to have to deal with Mr. Hank Dolworth. Gretchen didn't get a lot of scenes with Katie, but the ones she got, I really liked. What did you think her uh, Gretchen and Katie's relationship was like? You know, I grew up in a small town and uh, kind of scrappy, you know, a little scrappy kind of background myself and didn't grow up with a lot of money. And these characters, these friendships really reminded me of growing up. And, you know, you become friends, maybe not because of things you have in common or you would hang out naturally, but just because of your situation. And I think Gretchen was trying to move on and move up in her life. And I think Katie represented that old friend to her, maybe that she still had, you know, a lot in common with, but also didn't, or maybe didn't want to, but you can never, you know, deny an old friendship either. So again, you know, they did such a great job with all the complex relationships in the show that it just kept everyone on their toes and interested. Was there a particular scene that you remember that was that was especially difficult to play or, or difficult to get into that your headspace for or anything like that? Yeah, there was one scene when Hank and I had to get in a fight and it was a flashback to kind of see what happened between them two and how bad did it actually get? And, it, you know, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun to do those scenes. And yet it is because it's thrilling and exciting, but just like being human as an actor, your fight or flight kicks in and it's like, it's unnerving. It's unsettling. It doesn't feel good. You get shaken, like truthfully get shaken. But again, you know, Donal is so amazing and he just has this element about him where you feel so safe, yet you feel so scared because at any moment anything can happen. And that's the exciting part. But that scene was was not fun. It was not. It was difficult. It was fun as an actor, but it wasn't fun as a human being. It was difficult. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, because you guys have two or three sort of knockdown dragouts and Katie and Britt do, too. I think it's one of the things the writers did really well was that. The fights between couples in this show both got really raw and really real and mm -hmm. felt felt real. I can see where that'd be. Real. I mean, it was, as a viewer, sometimes it was kind of hard to watch, and I can imagine trying to play it. Exactly. On the flip side of that, do you have a particular favorite episode or favorite moment in the series? My favorite, I have two, and one of them is is that moving into the house scene. That was just I, I just hold on to that, and I held on to it as Gretchen because it really just. Almost, you know, characters who are playing conflicting roles, as we all hope to play, there has to be an element of hope. There has to be an element of love that you hold on to that is a silver lining or a thread that just keeps it going no matter what comes your way so that you can filter it into other scenes. And that, you know, it was just the perfect setup. It was the perfect love story. It was the perfect scene. I just loved playing it. And I loved that we had that in our back pocket for the rest of the rest of the show, rest of the time. The other one was in the jail at the end. Again, it was just, it was a tragic love story. I mean, I think Gretchen knew him more than anyone else in the world. And that to me is almost like ultimate 
love, you know, someone who knows them inside and out, up and down. And no matter what trouble he got into, you know, she knew, she knew that he couldn't have done it. And just that alone was a true testament to their relationship. Yeah, that scene tells you so much because she's at sort of her lowest point and the evidence they've put against him is really, really compelling. And Mm -hmm. yet she knows him so well that she knows he couldn't have done it. That's right. No matter what the facts are, no matter what they tell her, she knows in her heart that that is not what happened. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great moment. So beautiful. One of my favorite Hank and Gretchen moments is in Beginning of Asunder when he's singing uh, Sentimental Reasons. Oh, yeah. And you see that that flashback to to the early relationship that you guys did such a great job of playing both the... The early, you know, the believable when you were when you were in love and, and together, and then this sort of distant, strained one that you mm-hmm. had later. I think I think both of those came through really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it just helped all the in betweens, and like I said, carrying a relationship through throughout the season, so that you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, it was. It, I mean, I can't speak highly enough about Ted Griffin and his writing and Sean Ryan. And they they just put together a show that unfortunately ended too soon yeah i don't want to put you on the spot so you can not answer this one if you don't want to but <laughs> okay we've been speculating our, our last episode we just speculated about what might have happened in season two did you have any notions in your head for where gretchen's story might have gone or were you just kind of figuring i'll see where they go if we get a season two? Oh god no i i i don't like to think that far <laughs> <laughs> of things, no. I mean, all I knew is they were off, whether he was taking him to jail or running away or whatever was happening. It, it just, I don't know. I, I do know that Gretchen would never be out of his life. That's what I know. Right. Whether it was not good or good, regardless, I don't think she would ever ever lose sight of him so before we quit i wanted to say you've got a movie coming out at christmas and a new netflix series next year can you tell me a little bit about those yeah hidden figures it opens uh christmas day in 17 major cities and january 6th you know in in the wide release and it's about katherine johnson who was the first mathematician at nasa to help John Glenn's trajectory into space, and no one knows about her. She was an African-American woman. And Dorothy Vaughn is played by Octavia Spencer. Janelle Monae plays Mary Jackson. And Taraji Hudson plays uh, Katherine Johnson, who she got a Medal of Freedom from Obama. She's 98. She's still alive. And it's her true story. And it's called Hidden Figures because these women, and no one knows about them. And Kevin Costner said it, kind of best. He's like, you know, you're telling this story about John Glenn, this great astronaut going into space. And he actually says, get the girl to run the numbers. And if they're good, I'm to go. And if she didn't run the numbers and they weren't good, he would not have gone. That's a pretty great part of story. (laughs) Like that's like the finishing you know, touch the story that you tell. And this is a story that no one knows about. You know, what's interesting there's another Terriers connection here because Sean Ryan's new show, Timeless, okay. two weeks ago, did an episode where they went back to the moonshot and they showed this character. Oh, really? I had never heard of her before. She's, she's prominent in the episode. Yeah. Wow. And just kind of coincidental. And now I'm fascinated to learn more. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing the movie. Yeah. So I play part of the space task group opposite Kevin and and it and it, we're just thrilled. My husband directed and wrote it and... We're just thrilled to have it out and inspiring, you know, kids, everyone to 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 kind of put down their phones and maybe pick up a pencil, <laughs> do some math. I don't know if, 
how far it'll go, but I think it will really, truly inspire a lot of people. Well, I'm excited to see it. I said I hadn't heard the story at all, and now I have a little inkling of it, and I'm excited to see more. Oh, good, good. And then you're in a Netflix series next year, right? Yes, we're filming now. It's called Gypsy with Naomi Watts and Billy Crudup, and it shoots in New York, and it comes out in May, I believe. A therapist who follows her client's patients around. That's like my husband's brother's father. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're trying to... Well, anyways, uh, yeah, it's it, it's really exciting. It's a little thrill ride, this show. So I'm excited to see the result. Well, good luck with both those. And thank you again for, for both doing the interview and for being a part of, of a show that I love very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Beach Cop Detectives is an independently run podcast co-produced by Randy Lander and Grant Davis from the TV Dudes and part of the Permanent Record Network. Music for this series includes the surf music tracks Happy and Whimsical by Paul Tyann. To hear more of his work, go to soundcloud.com slash Paul Artwork for the show is by Nate Bliss. You can find him at nateblis-art.tumblr.com. You can like us on Facebook at Beach Cop Detectives and on Twitter at Beach Cop Podcast. You can hear weekly TV commentary by Randy and Grant at the TVDudes.com. Thanks for listening.